Hercules Credit Union offers 3.99% APR for up to 60 months and 4.24% for 72 months. Hercules Credit Union has 1% cash back on auto loans up to $500. Visit HerculesCU.com for details. It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Happy Sunday and welcome on into The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I want to have a conversation today about talking to your kids about sex. This is something that I am constantly, I would say, worried about (laughs) with my little ones because I feel like we're growing up in this world where it just requires such a different kind of conversation and a different um, approach than maybe it has in years past. And so... Uh, You shouldn't have to turn little ears away from this conversation. It's all going to be above board, so no fear there. But I've brought in an expert to help me kind of figure out how we should talk to our kids about sex, because this can be something that can be really hard for parents. And if you're like me as a parent, you just kind of avoid it until you have to deal with it. And maybe that's not (laughs) the best approach. So I've brought in Dr. Jennifer Finlayson-Fife. She is a sex therapist and works primarily with members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Dr. Fife, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Okay, so let's get into this. Can you give me kind of like a big picture view? What should it look like? I imagine the goal here is healthy sexual integration for our kids. What does that look like? What does that mean? Well, um, I think that what that means is to um, for our children to be able to accept this God-given, very human reality of their sexuality, and to be able to integrate it or accept it into their sense of self, as well as integrate it with a sense of their morality. That is, that they would relate to their sexuality in a way that blesses their life and blesses the lives of anyone they're in relationship with. And this Um, is... Kind yeah. of as opposed to don't do it, don't think about it, don't talk about it, don't look at it, don't... Yeah. Yeah. I think most people that I work with in particular, get, their sex education is basically about fear and not being sexual. Yeah. That there's this idea that it's a, it's dirty and bad, therefore save it till marriage, which really doesn't make a lot of sense. Right. <laughs> but, you know, we teach our, teach our kids to be afraid. Often unwittingly we teach them that. Yeah. Can you give me some examples of how we might do that inadvertently? Teach them that sex is I mean, bad? I think, I think, you know, integrating our sexuality or being at peace with our sexuality is a developmental challenge for all of us. I think it's a, a kind of hallmark of adulthood to be able to be at peace with your sexuality and to relate to it in a way that really blesses your life and makes it good. Because so many of us haven't yet fully achieved that, we often communicate our own anxieties and fears, and relationship to sexuality to our kids. I think when we're afraid of sex, we're going to be afraid of our kids' sexuality. And it's there from birth, it's emerging, and so we will be relaying, whether or not we know it, uh, 
our own fears. And so we might, you know, shame our children for their own curiosity about their bodies. We might teach them that it's a scary or taboo subject by the fact that we don't talk about it or that when we do talk about it, they can track that mom or dad is really uncomfortable. Mm. Um, it can be, you know, like a friend of mine who would kind of throw herself in front of the magazines at the grocery store because she was so terrified that if her kids took in any of these images in the magazines, it would somehow pollute their minds. And, and so it drives home a message, whether or not you're thinking about what that message might be. Mm. Yeah, I'm just thinking of all the instances in which I've done this, perhaps, <laughs> inadvertently. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So what does it look like, for example, if you're in the um, the grocery store and you see a magazine and instead of throwing yourself in front of it, what should you do? I mean, I think what a child benefits from is mapping that their parent is not overcome by and terrified of sex. So they might say, you know, not necessarily in the grocery store, but in a conversation, uh, depending on the age of the child, about the fact that, you know, the, 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 a good parent is going to explain what sexuality is and offer their values to that child. And um, depending, again, on what the age of the child is and what they can take in, one of the messages you want to give your child is that people use sexuality because sex is a source of pleasure, and it's also a source of power, and that's not something you're going to be talking to a five-year-old about, but right. you know, that's a message you want to talk to your kids about. People will use sexuality to sell things, and they will use their sexuality to get things from people. And so you're going to see that people do these things in the larger culture. You'll see it in movies. You'll see it in magazines. It's, it's educating your kids about what's out there so they can be discerning consumers of the ideas and messages that they're getting. And especially when they see that you, the parent, can have that conversation, you, the parent, have thought about those things, you're not afraid and overcome by it. Mm -hmm. It just gives them an empowered position to recognize that, yeah, people are going to make decisions that I don't agree with or I don't think are good or healthy for me. And um, I can see that without having it control me. Right. The other day, my... I I think... Oh, go ahead. No, keep going. Well, I was just going to say, I think one of the messages we give often because we are so afraid of sex is the idea that sex controls us, mm. that sexual desire controls us, sexual, sexually explicit images control us. And that's really a wrong message to give to our children because we take them out of the driver's seat of their lives and make them afraid. Yeah. And when you're in that fear position, you unwittingly give it more power. Yeah, I've got so much to work on in this regard. Um, so the other day, my my four year old grabbed a bandana and she put it on like a dress, and she goes, "Look, mom, it's my sexy dress." And I'm like, "Where, where did you learn that word? You're four years old." So like, they're they're getting it from their friends around them, Absolutely. even at four. They're getting it from magazines. They're getting it from the larger culture, and it is yeah. our job as parents to kind of control the messaging, if you will. Yeah, or at least give our input. You can't control the messaging in the sense that what you're talking about, they're picking up on messages. But it's certainly, we no longer live in a time where we can get away with not giving a message. Uh, When the whole culture supported a basic idea of sexual abstinence or sexually conservative choices, you could maybe get away with it more in a sense because it was one message. But now that there's so much more... um, sexual information, 
you want to be thoughtful about giving your kids an anchor and a way to think about these messages. So, yeah, so it, and, and if they think that mom or dad is overcome with anxiety about this, they won't come to you to, to ask you about it. Right, right. And that's the hard part. Dr. Jennifer Finlayson Fife, she is a sex therapist, works primarily with clients of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, Dr. Fife, hang on the line. I want to come back and talk to you about many of your clients uh, have abstinence as uh, abstinence until marriage as a goal and a value. And I mm-hmm. want to know your thoughts on um, how you teach all this with that message obviously still in mind. I also want to um, talk about are we we're just moving away from just a simple birds and the bees talk. So we'll do that when we come back on The Mom Show. Do you ever feel like you just need some support to get really healthy? Hi, I'm Scott Mitchell. And I'm Melanie Douglas. I'm on a journey to find lasting health in my everyday life. And I'm here to help. We'll find fun, doable ways to improve your health through small and simple changes. It's the Really Healthy Podcast. Subscribe for free on iTunes or the KSL News Radio app. You've joined The Mom Show. Being a mom can be tough sometimes. We try to make it easier. Here's Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. We're having a conversation today about talking to your kids about sex. This is something that I think is really hard for a lot of parents uh, because for a long time I think we've believed that talking about it is going to make them want to do it, is going to make them, you know, more promiscuous, if you will. And I think that is a message we need to move away from. What I think we're moving towards is more education and more openness and more um, talking about it frankly, so that uh, we can instill the values that we want in our children. So I've brought in an expert to help us do this, because let's be honest, I am no expert at doing this with my own children. Uh, I'd like to welcome in Dr. Jennifer Finlayson Fife. She is a sex therapist out of Illinois, but works a lot with clients of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hi, Dr. Fife. Hi. Thank you for joining us again today. You've been giving us some invaluable information about kind of the the messages we inadvertently send our kids, which we all probably need to do a gut check on that. Um, but I want to ask you, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of people have values around abstaining from sex until marriage, and it's a value that works for a lot of people. Um, how do you teach sex, talk about sex, have an open culture around sex in your home? while still teaching that value? Yeah. Well, I think that um, it's just in the way that we think about and frame it. I, I don't tend to use the language of sexuality is good, nor do I use the language of sexuality is bad. I think of sexuality as human. So mm-hmm. It's fundamental to being a human being. What we do with our sexuality will determine whether or not it's good or bad whether we relate to our sexuality, sexuality in a way that benefits and blesses our life and enriches our life, or if we relate to it in a way that's destructive. Do you see that, so, that as a message we still need to shift? Do we still have work to do? Yes, I, I do think we need to. I mean, I think we have messages of, of yes, sexuality is a wonderful thing, it's lovely. In some ways that can overpressure people to think, you know, that this should be phenomenal at all times. Right. And then I think there can be these implicit messages that it's dangerous, that it's Satan's tool. 
And so we're very conflicted. And I think it's more to the point to say what you do with your sexuality determines its goodness. Mm. Just like what you do with anything in your life, what you do with your money, what you do with your resources, what you do in your relationships. Um, It isn't inherently good to be married because it depends on what you do when you're married. It's not inherently good to be a parent because it depends on what you do in relationship to your child. So I think similarly about sexuality. I think talking to our children about our values, the ideal time to have those conversations is between about 8 and 12 in the pre-adolescent period where they're curious, they're looking to you to give them the guidelines and the framing. And I think a fear-based, you know, God will, you'll suffer forever if you don't, if you have sex before marriage or it's next to murder or any of those ideas, I think are very unhelpful. I do think the framing of recognizing sexuality has the capacity to be a deep form of intimacy, a way of knowing and being known, a way of deeply loving and accepting and being accepted. And so because it's a powerful currency, uh, I should, I'd say another way, it has this ability to be this wonderful thing, very intimate experience. It also has the ability to be deeply destructive because it is so intimate right. that, you know, when we talk about sex being, you know, sex before marriage is being next to murder, uh, the, the place I do agree with that idea is sexual exploitation. Right. So I think talking to our kids about the fact that sex is a powerful currency and therefore being very thoughtful and deliberate about how and where you express it, not because it's bad, but because it's powerful. Mm. And so giving our kids not this idea that it's going to take us down, but that it's a powerful language. And so being thoughtful and deliberate about it and considering what uh, one's values are I think sometimes we are so focused on making sure our kids abide our values that we don't sometimes give them enough room to consider what they want, sure. to consider what they think would, is the right choice for their life, because what they may do is be vacillating between what my parents' values are and what my peers' values are right. or what media's values are, and you want to help them to really consider what do you want for your life. And we may be afraid of that. We may be afraid, well, they'll get the wrong answer. You know? right. But the thing is, ultimately, your kids are going to do what they choose, do what they want. The more you, you know, you only have so much control as a parent, and the more you allow them to really think about what it is they want to create and do and what values resonate as true for them, the more it really belongs to them. Um, you know, I did my dissertation research on, on uh, members of the church, women who had grown up in the church and what their transition was like from pre-adolescence, I'm sorry, from adolescence into marriage around sexuality. And the women who thrived, um, to put it sort of, they were the minority of the research subjects that I interviewed, but the ones that thrived had really internalized these values as belonging to them. Mm. Uh, They would be very comfortable with, the women who thrived were comfortable with their sexual nature. They were excited about their sexual nature. They saw God as being good with their sexuality, but they did see it as something they wanted to preserve for a very particular relationship. And they were able to then open up and share their sexuality in the context of a marriage very quite readily because it wasn't being suppressed out of shame, but out of moral decision-making and a kind of courage, actually. Right. And so it's so, so it belonged to them. 
Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, it sort of speaks to giving your kids in a way that ownership over it. Yes. And and allowing them to then make choices that that are in line with their ownership of it. Absolutely. And that's my view of what our job is of parents is to help get offer our values facilitate our kids' ability to think through and consider their own values and what they believe and think, because they are different from us, and to not see it as owning them, controlling them, because then they, we get them stuck in either a compliance, defiance framework relative to us, which stunts their moral development, stunts their ability to actually be um, creators of goodness in their lives, to be their own creative, different selves, distinct from us. Yeah. Okay. So we want to offer them, but facilitate their own ownership. And uh, yeah, I I think these are all fantastic points. So uh, if we can quickly get into sort of some of the the nuts and bolts of this, are we moving away from just like a let me sit you down at eight years old or twelve years yeah. old and have a one talk about it and then I'm done for the rest of my life? What do you see as the way this should be done? Yeah. It's a big question. I, I teach an online course uh, for LDS parents of how to talk to your kids about sex where I outline kind of that zero to two, which is, has a lot to do with um, just teaching to celebrate the body, comfort with the body. That um, you know, and, and there's a lot of ways you give that message to a child at a nonverbal level, the celebration of their sensuality and their, their beauty. Um, from two to five-ish, it's about, Naming, um, being, also, again, the child continues to track the parent and the parent's comfort, but allowing the child to have names for their various body parts and their, um, you know, their reproductive parts and for them to be able to be curious about their body without getting a message that they're doing something scary or wrong. In the pre-adolescent stage, that sort of 7, 8 to 12, that's a good time for really teaching them the mechanics of sex. Uh, what reproduction is, and offering them your values and having conversations about what sexuality is and can be, but also giving them the message that they're not going to fully understand it until they're in an adult mind, that, and that's okay, and that they'll have those feelings uh, at a later point, that those, those will come. It's also talking to them about the reality of desire, which many parents are terrified to talk about, uh, desire and pleasure. And allowing them some language to understand that sexuality is a source of pleasure and understanding what their own desires are because you want to teach your children to be able to navigate their desires without just suppressing them or indulging them. And so starting to have conversations about acknowledging their desires and making choices in line with their values. When they're in the adolescent stage, it's a little more about uh, being a little more of a what's the word I would use, kind of you're a little more to the side of them at this point. And, and of course, you want to continue to set structures and rules that they don't have more freedom than they can handle responsibly. But your child is necessarily also stretching their muscles, making decisions, making mistakes. It's a very important part of adolescence, even though it's not my favorite, to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have three adolescents. Mm-hmm. And so... <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's an important tension between you holding the structure and then pushing against that structure in part because that's where they really do the heavy lifting of, of integrating who they are, what they believe, what they want, and, um, and sort of tolerating that process. You know, the best 
time for offering what we believe and think. It's kind of up to adolescents. You obviously continue to be a resource and you continue to be a guide, but you're a little more, uh, rather than looking down at them and talking, you're a little more to the side and allowing them to kind of integrate and decide for themselves. It's never too late to change messages either. If you feel like you're adole- you gave them the wrong message as a younger person, now they're an adolescent, you can say, look, I've been thinking about some of the messages I gave you and I want to tell you I think when I told you this or I thought about this, that that's not a helpful idea. Yeah. So we, it's never too late to course correct and to offer um, our own shift in perspective if we think we've done something that's interfered with their healthy integration. Yes, that is an fantastic breakdown of like what every parent should be working on because I'm in the little kid stage right now so it's not something I I completely have to like go full board with right now but I do want to set the stage for this culture of openness and healthy integration as opposed to don't think about it don't talk about it don't look at it don't do it and yeah. and then you can when you're Which married right yeah right exactly. Dr. Jennifer Finlayson Fife uh, talking to us about how to talk to our kids about sex. Uh, I want to talk about uh, how to talk to our kids about abuse, too. This is something I'm really worried about in this day and age. We'll take a break. We'll do.